Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Samachet. We will begin on Samach Zayin Amobet at the words Amar Mor. The words that we're starting from. Are about ten lines in the bottom. Amar Mor, Zav v'Chol Zav, Rabot Balkeri. When we spoke about Azav and Kol Zav, which means Zav and Kol Zav, it includes a Balkeri, which is someone who had Zera come out of him. And we're telling you that that guy also is not it has a dean like Azav. He has to get kicked out of one of the camps. Rabbi Yochanan says that the t- two separate things, the first one is not connected to us, that the tunnels underneath the Bet HaMikdash are not holy, and someone is allowed to be in a tunnel underneath the Bet HaMikdash. And a Balkeri is kicked out of two Mahanot. Now, if we're comparing a Zav to a Balkeri, so we see the connection over there. Because the Balkari also is not allowed to be on the whole Harabait, not just the Azara. And is not allowed to be in the Machanesh Shekhinya or Livia in the Midbar. And it seems like a Balkari also. Metivi, they asked the question. Balkari Kemagasheritz. How can you say the Balkari is like a Zav? We said in the Mishnah the Balkari is like a Magasheritz. It's like a guy who touches Sheritz. My love, Machanotam. We assumed. That it's like lemachanotam, which means to teach us which camp they're allowed to be in. And since a guy who touched the sheretz is allowed to be in the harhabayit, and similarly would be allowed to be in machane livia, he's just kicked out of machane shechina. So a balkari also should only be kicked out of one camp, not two. Why are we comparing him to a zav where he's kicked out of both camps? Lo letumotam. When we're talking about that they're the same, we're telling you they're the same regarding tumah. Which means that just like a guy who touches the sheritz doesn't need seven days to get purified, so too if a guy is balkeri, one 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 day he's tameh, and therefore don't ask him a question from the Mishnah on what we just said before. Ask the Gemara. Oh yeah, the tumotam. Are you going to say it's talking about tumah? Hi tumat erev ktibe. It says straight out regarding a guy who touched a sheritz that. Uh, that he's, his tumah is only for one night. And regarding a guy who has uh, Zerah come out of him, it also says straight out, one night. It says, So we know it's one, it's one night. So why would I need a Mishnah telling me what's straight up in the, in the, in the Pasuk? El must be the Mishnah, is not talking about tumah. But rather, it's talking about Machanehem. And if so, it sounds like that we're comparing it to a Sheretz to say that they're only kicked out of Machaneh Shechina and they're only kicked out of Azana, not Harabait. Lo, Le'olam Tumotam. Really, it's talking about Tumah. V'ha kamash man, debal kerik kemagash Sheretz. Ma'amagash Sheretz metameh be'ones. Ha'bal kerik metameh be'ones. Which means... That just like a guy who touched a sheretz, even if he wasn't trying to touch it and it touched him without, without willingly, be honest, he's tameh. So to a balkeri, if he eats too much and he sees zera because of that, he also 
will be tame anyway. And that's the that's the hadush. Metivi, they ask the question. It says, Boel nida kitamemet. It says, this is what it says, if I'm not mistaken, in the Seifa. Yes, the Seifa is the same thing. It says that the Boel nida, a guy who had relations with a nida, is kitumemet, is like a guy who touched a dead body. Lamai, what, what, what are we connecting it for? Ilalem tumotam, if we're saying, telling you that the tuma is the same, that they both tameh for seven days. Already says straight out in a basuk by both of them that they tame for seven days. And therefore, like we said before, we wouldn't need it. They must be talking about the Mahanehem. It must be saying that they're both kicked out of the Machane Shekhinah and they're both kicked out of, of the Azara. If the Seifah is talking about getting kicked out of the camp, which means this connection between Nida and Tumat Met is talking about getting kicked out of camps, so too Reishanami. The Reisha also, when we were connecting the Zav to a Balkari, should also be talking about camps, and therefore we should be able to prove that they were kicking out a Balkari only from the Azara, and not from Machane Leviyah, not from the Harabait. Is that a proof? That's not necessarily a proof. It could be the ratios comparing it, like we said, regarding uh, the fact that Metameh Be'onis, and the Seif is comparing it regarding the Machanehim. TV, we asked another question. It says, Mitzorah Hamur Mazav. A Mitzorah is stricter than a Zav. Vizav Hamur Mutamemet. And a Zav is stricter than Tamemet. Yatzah Balkeri, excluding a Balkeri, Tamemet Hamur Mimenu. That Tamemet is stricter than him. Ma Yatzah. What does it mean, Yatzah, excluding? Lav Yatzah Miklazav. Aren't we excluding from a Zav? was saying he's not a Zav and he's like a Tamemet. When we said a Mitzorah is Chamur Mizav and a Zav is Chamur Mitamemet, Yatsa Balkari, Shetamemet Chamur Menu. So he's saying Tamemet is more strict than him. What does that mean? We thought it meant that you leave the category of being like a Zav and you become like Tamemet. Why? Even though Tamemet is more Chamur than a Balkari, even though Tamemet is more chamur than a Balkari, than a guy who had Zerah come out of him, still, we're saying that just like a Tamer is more chamur than him, and yet he could go to the Machane Leviyah, so too, a, we should say, that a Balkari should be able to go to Machane Leviyah, and should go to Harabayit. Again, I want to re- reiterate, what the, the terms Machane Leviyah and Harabayit are Interconnected, of course, in the in the desert, Machane Levi'ah was the second level, the highest level of Machane Shechina, which is which is a comparison to the Azara, 
then you have the second level comparison to Harabite, and then you have the third level which is Machane Yisrael, which would be any of the cities in Kal Yisrael. So the command, look, Yatzamenu Tamemet. We're excluding Tamemet Vinich. Vinich Nas, Machane Zav, he becomes like a Zav. Even though Tamemet is more strict than him, He's compared to him in some ways. And we say he's like a Zav. And therefore, just like a Zav is kicked out of both camps, meaning Shekhinah and Leviyah, so too, this guy is as well. The, the guy who had the Zedah come out of him. Okay. Tani Tana Kameh De Rav Yitzchak one of the Tanas, which means the, the guy who knows the Braithot, mentioned the Braithot in front of Yitzhak Baradimi. Pasuk says, el It says that a guy who, go, who has the Zera and has to go out of the camp, it says, el Zo That's referring to going to the Machane When it says, don't come into the camp, from here we see that a Balkari goes out of both camps. And therefore, that's a proof to what we just said, that a Balkari, even though he, in a way, he's not as strict as a Tamemet, and a Tamemet could go into one, could, could only kicked out of one camp, but he's kicked out of both camps. And you see that from the Pasuk, because there's a double Lashon, it mentions... That it says he goes out of the camp and it says he can't come in the camp. So it says go out and he has to go out. And then it says he can't come in. It's referring to both camps. And that's how we know that uh, Balkeri is double camped, meaning he's kicked out of both camps. So he told him, He doesn't like that the Rashi says it doesn't make sense. He says, first it says you kicked him out. Okay? So if you kicked him out, Then how can you bring him back? How can you say doesn't come back in? You didn't kick him out yet. In other words, we're assuming that when the first pasuk says you go out, means you're in the machane shechina. Let's say you're a balkeri, you're in the machane shechina. We kick you out. So kicking you out gets you into machane leviyah because the machane leviyah is what's surrounding the machane shechina. So if we kicked you out, how can we say you could you can't come in if you're still in the you're standing in machane leviyah as you were talking? Another way to explain the Vishnu Dimi's problem. If you didn't take him out, you're going to bring him back, you're going to talk about bringing him back in? Of course he's not going to come back in. Rather, we're going to have a new way to explain the Bible. We're going to say it like this. You shouldn't come into the camp. That's referring to Machane Shechina. And therefore, we're telling you like this. If your guy was, we're talking about a guy who got Tamer while he was Machanel Deviyah, and therefore tells him, 
to leave, which means he has to kish. And then once he has to kish, so we say, by the way, when, while you're leaving, don't go into the Machaneh Shekhinah. You have to go to the Machaneh Yisrael. Matkifla Ravina, Ravina has a problem. Maybe they both talk about Maybe we want to tell you that you're kicked out of the Machanishina. And we just want to tell you that anyone who goes against this rule and leaves and doesn't leave the Machanishina. He didn't say lot say. Sometimes the Torah does that. He's just giving you two says. Who told you they were kicking out of Machane Maybe we're only kicking out of Machane Shekhinah. And we're giving you a double punishment. Allah say lot Why is it repeat the word Hamachane twice? The camp and the camp. We'll come and tell you that you're kicking out of two camps, not just one camp. And that's how we know it's referring to both. Okay. Now we're going to go into a very, very interesting stomach subject. It says the Gemara as follows. We're at the two dots now in the middle of Dav Samachet. We mentioned the Mishnah. One of the things that we mentioned that, that pushes off Shabbat is Michui Kirovav. The michui of the of the intestines. My michui What does it mean? Of Hunamar, This is how we explain it when we learned the Mishnah. You make a hole with a knife into the intestines, and it allows the number two that's inside to flow out of it. According to this, the word michui is going to mean. Making uh, liquefied. That's if you if you get the stuff out by scraping it with a knife, which means that you scrape out the intestines with a knife in order to get it out. And that's what's being allowed on the holiday, on Shabbat. Amar Rabbi Al-Azhar, what's the reason why he says the word mi'chui means that? It says that the, <coughs> the, the, the destroyed houses of the mechim garim yochelu will be in, will be eaten by gerim and therefore we see that the word mechim means what we just said. My mashma, how do we see that? It means that the property that belonged to the Sha'im it will end up being owned by the Sadiqim. 
So you see the word mehaim, which is rishaim, means the, the bad ones. So too, in our case, the word michui is referring to the bad stuff that's in the intestines, as opposed to making a hole in the intestines like the first pshat. Says the Gemara, V'ra'u kibasim kidovrim. It says that the 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 Jews, the sheep, the kivasim will graze kidovrim, like dovrim. Like it says about them, kidovrim means like it says about them. My kidubarbam. What does it mean? Like it says about them. It says which means that the garim, the 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 geds, which means the Jews, will take over the houses of the goyim when Mashiach comes. If it would have said chorvot, ruined houses, it would be like you said. And it said now it says and ruined houses. It's something else completely. Therefore, he wants to say like this. He wants to say, El Amarava, Kidrav Hanan Amarav, Damar Hanan Amarav, Adim Sadikim, Shiachu et Hemetim. In the future, now it says Vechorvot, it's a brand new thing, don't connect it to the previous thing. And rather, it's talking about a brand new thing, talking about Tchiat Hemetim. This is going to be a very interesting piece. Says the Gemara, Hananel Amarav. In the future, the Sadikim are going to be Metim. Now you thought that Hashem is going to be Mechayim Etim. Here it sounds like the Sadiqim is going to be Mechayim Etim. Some explain that even though Pasuk says you're going to know that I am Hashem, when I open your graves, it sounds like Hashem is going to open the graves. But even though, Hashem, even though the Sadiqim are going to be Mechayim Etim, but the people who are going to be alive are going to be stuck in their graves till Hashem lets them get out and opens the graves. So therefore... It fits together all together. But either way, it says that the sheep will graze like Dovrim, like we spoke about them. It says that they will graze in Bashan and Gilad like the old days. So there's, there's two things Bashan and Gilad. Bashan, Ze Elisha Baman Bashan. That's Elisha, who came from Bashan. Shemad. Yanini Vishafat Bashan. It says Yanini Mishavat were in the Devan were in Bashan. Uktiv po Elisha ben Shafat. Shayatak my Malyado. And we know that Elisha is the son of Shabbat. So now it says when it talks about the different people in in Shevet God, it says Yani and Shafat were in Bashan. And then, when it talks about Elisha, he says he's the son of Shafat. So, we know that Elisha is from Bashan, and therefore, when the Pasuk says that the people of Bashan are going to graze, it's referring to the Tchiat HaMetim of Elisha. And Gilad, Zeliyahu, how do we know Eliyahu is Gilad? Shneemad, Vayomer Eliyahu HaTishpi, Mitoshvei Gilad. So we know Eliyahu HaTishpi is Eliyahu also Eliyahu HaGiladi from Gilad. And therefore, we know 
that they're going to do it again. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning these two Nevi'im is because they're the two Nevi'im who are known to have done Tchiyat Emetim. And we tell you that they're grazing again, it means they're doing what they're used to doing, which means they're doing Tchiyat Emetim. Amar Rishmur by Nachmani Amar Biochanan. Adim Sadikim Shechiyu Emetim. In the end, the Sadikim are going to be Mechayim Emetim. Shneemar, Od Yeshvu Zekirim Zekirot Merchavot Yerushalayim. Ve'ish Mishanto Be'adom Merov Yamim. It says there will be more old men and old women in the city of Yerushalayim, and each man will have his mishan, his cane, in his hand because of old age. On the surface, this pasuk is telling us, it's a pasuk in Zechariah, which is telling us that no, no longer will it be that there's no old men when there's a holocaust or there's a war, the old men pass away first. And therefore, if when we, we tell you that there's going to be more old men in, in, in Yerushalayim, it means that there's going to be peace. And there'll be old men with canes sitting in Yerushalayim. An old age home is a sign of a healthy society. When you have a society that takes care of its old people, it means it's the right society. If the society has no old people, it's a bad sign. There was a war or something, you lost them. So they said, don't worry, there's going to be old men and old women in, in Yerushalayim, and people are going to have to have canes. Is a good sign that means that they're old. However, over here, the word cane is referring to because when Elisha did he said, the kid had died, and he sent Gechzi, his servant, to go bring my stick, his mishan, to make the kid alive. So therefore, ish mishan tobi yado is referring to the tzadikim uh, Elisha and Eliyahu. Ula Rami Ktiv. Ula pointed at the contradiction between two pesukim. It says, Bila hamavit anetzach. Hashem is going to swallow up death forever. It sounds like there's no death in Olam Abba. Ktiv, the pesuk says, Another pasuk says that a kid will die at 100 years old, which sounds like you're going to be, uh, uh, that when a person dies at 100, they'll say, oh, he died young, Hazit. He died at 100. Which sounds like people are going to live a long life, but they're going to die. So make up your mind, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? Is it going to be that they're going to die very, very, very late deaths? Very nice, but very, very late deaths. Or we're going to say they're never going to die. So we have one answer. Lo kasha, can be Israel, can be goyim. One is the Jews and one is the goyim. By the Jews it says, Since the Jews are, are connected to Hashem, so we live forever. And the goyim, in the time of Mashiach, they're going to live long, but not, they're not going to live forever. Who needs goyim in, in Olam Abba? They shouldn't be there at all. The strangers will get up and, and, and watch your sheep, and the foreigners will plow your vineyards. So we need the goyim to take care of those jobs. Rav Chista has a contradiction. It says, On the one hand, when it talks about Mashiach, it says that, the, that there'll be so much light that the moon will be embarrassed. 
and the sun will be ashamed. And therefore, they're going to stop shining because we don't need them anymore. It'll be so much regular light. And the other one says, the other one says that the, the, the moon is going to be like the sun, and the sun will be 49 times brighter than the seven days That we have now, it comes out seven times brighter than seven days. It's 343 times brighter than a regular day. So make up your mind. Is the moon and the sun going to stop shining? Because there's so much light. Or it's going to be brighter. No kasha. One is talking about the Olam and one is Yimot HaMashiach. Yimot HaMashiach, it's going to be stronger. But finally, when you get to Olam Abba, which is the time of Tchirat HaMetim, things are different. That's good if you answer according to the original opinion. But according to Shmuel, Shmuel is known for having said that in Olam Abba, there is no difference between then and now, except for Yimot, except for Shibud Machiot, except the difference that the Goyim are going to serve us. According to Shmuel, when you have a Pasuk that says, Vezev Yishkonim Kevis, or something like that, the Pasuk says that, uh, that uh, wolf will lie with the sheep, and therefore that means that the world is going to have a different set of rules than it does now. Nowadays, the Sheep and wolves don't live together. In Mashiach, they will come. Shmuel explains that allegorically to mean that Kaisel will be, which is a sheep, will be among the wolves and there will be nothing to worry about. So if Shmuel learns it like that, so then how's he going to explain these Pesukim about the sun? He'll explain So if you're in the Beit Mikdash, then the sun is not going to shine at all. Machnitz Adikim, it'll shine even stronger. Rav Rav Miktiv, Ani Amit Vahaye, Miktiv Mahatim Anirpa. You have two Pesukim. One says, and Hashem in Hazinu says, I put people to death and I make them live. And the Pesuk says, another Pesuk says, I wound people and I heal them. Why do you need to tell me they're going to heal the people if you already said you're going to make people obviously you're going to heal them. The same way nowadays when a guy gets wounded I help them get, get better. So too in Moto when I kill somebody I'll bring them back to life. You might have thunk that when it says, I'm going to kill and I'm going to bring back to life. It means that it means that some people I kill and some people I bring to life, which means that you might think that it's when the Pasuk in Hazinu says, I kill and I make and I live, you might think it's referring to two different people, which means I kill the old people and I give birth to young people. And that's what it's referring to, like regular life. No. That's why it says right next to it, it says, Hashem says, I hurt, I wound people and I heal them. 
and teach you mama kalifua beechad, just like Hashem wounds and heals the same person. Af mita vechayim beechad, so to Hashem killing and making alive. We're talking about the same person. Talking about tichat matim. Meikan shival amrim tichat matim in the Torah and shalom l'mina. If you have anyone who chas v'shalom tells you that the Torah doesn't mention tichat matim, take a look right here. Here we're talking about tichat matim in the Torah because we're comparing death and life to wounding and healing. Another pshat. In the beginning, first thing Hashem does is anyone he killed, he's going to make bring back to life. So Hashem is going to bring the people back, who got killed back to life, and they're going to be walking around, but they're still going to have their scars uh, that they were killed. And after he makes them back to life, then Hashem is going to heal the problem that they had. So the guy's going to be, if a guy, according to this, if a person passed away with cancer, so he's going to wake up and still have the cancer, and then after he wakes up, Hashem will take away the cancer too. And that's the connection of Tupasukim. Says the Gemara, we're referring back to Amishnah now, and the burning of the fats. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. We said burning the fats you're allowed to do on Shabbat. Amr Bishmon, Bore Kama Chaviva Mitzvah Be'Ashata. Look how beautiful it is a Mitzvah in its right time. Sharek Ter Chalavim Ve'Evanim. We see that offering the sacrifices and the Evanim Ufladim Kishnim Kol Alayla. Really, offering the Chalavim and Evanim and the Pradim are as Kasher all night. They don't have to do this on Shabbat. Technically, these things, if they didn't do it now, they're allowed to do it all night. We still, we do it during the day and not the night because you see the, the, the value of doing a mitzvah in its right time is so important that we'll be halal Shabbat to do it. That's how important to do a mitzvah in the right time is as opposed to doing a pidiyavad. Har kavtov avato. We said that when you're carrying to the Beit HaMikdash and offering it and you bring it from outside there's a bunch of things that are not Tocha Shabbat who will ask you a contradiction it says we mentioned one of the things is cutting off the warts doesn't it say that you could cut off a wart in the Mikdash but not in not outside the Mikdash and if you cut it off with an instrument, it's both asur. So you see from here that you're allowed to take off an animal's wart by hand. So why does Tanan the Mishnah say that you're not allowed to take it off on Shabbat? You see, you're allowed to do it, at least in the Mikdash. So why would we say that you're not allowed to be Mechalal Shabbat, take off the wart, do it with your hand? One says they're both talking about hands. When you're talking about a moist one, which is not dried up, that you can never take off. And if it's dry, then you could take it off. The other one says they're both talking about moist ones. The Mishnah, our Mishnah, which says you're not allowed to do it, is talking about the Kelly. And the other Mishnah, which says you can do it, is talking about Biyad. Hand. Okay. Okay. The one who says that one was with the hand, one with the keli. My time alone, Ahmad. Why didn't he say they both talk about biyad? Why didn't he? Why didn't he go with that answer? 
He says that if it's dried already, it's considered, it just crumbles away, and therefore it's not a type of shearing, and therefore, of course, it's mutar. Then you can even do it with a keli. Says the Gemara, Uluman Damar Idi vi Idi biyad. According to the one who says that they're both biyad, Velo Kasha Habalecha Bayevesh, one's dry, one's one's moist. My time alone, Ahmad, Idi vi Idi Belecha. Why do you both say that they're both talking about a moist one, Habiyad Habakeli? Amalak Keli, Haktaniyate, even Bekeli Kam Kanasu. We already know that they're Asu, so we wouldn't, we don't need a mission to talk about a Keli, and therefore he doesn't mention it. Why does, how does the other rabbi get out of that? Come to tell you the machlok between Rebbe and Yeshua. And therefore, it's not coming to tell you for its own sake. We're just coming to tell you about the machloket. And therefore, we need to mention both of them because that's not the, that's not the subject. <coughs> We quoted the Mishnah that we said that if the Shechita could push off Shabbat, so therefore, of course, you should be allowed to do this as well. He says if you're allowed to, be, he said if you're allowed to break Shabbat for on Shechita, for surely you're allowed to do all these other things only did Abanan. Rabbi Shua Latameh and Bishua disagrees according to his reason. The Amar he says, according to him, shechting is also mitzvah, and therefore, he holds that since shechting for Simchat Yom Tov is a mitzvah, and yet, the Chachamim only allow shechting, but not anything that could have been done from beforehand. Therefore, we see against Rabbi Eliezer. Again, Rabbi Eliezer is the one who says that even things that you could have done before in Namutat. Rabbi Shua disagrees with that. The time you learned in the bright Rabbi Eliezer Omed. According to Rabbi Eliezer, a person on, on Yom Tov, either he eats and drinks, or he can learn, which means that you don't have to eat and drink on Yom Tov. So if you'd rather, you could just not eat and drink on Yom Tov and learn all day. But, if a guy doesn't want to learn, then he has to eat. But if you're learning, you don't have to eat. That's what they said. He says you have to use half the day for eating and drinking and half the day of learning. And therefore, according to him, no matter what, you must learn. And that's what Yeshua fits very nicely with what we said, who said that Simchat Yom Tov is also mitzvah, and therefore he disagrees with the Yom Kavachomer. Says the Gemara, 
ואמר רבי יוחנן, ושניהם מקרא אחד דלשו, they both learned from the same פסוק. כתוב אחד אומר, אצל השם אלוקיך, one פסוק says that שבועות is for השם your God, which sounds like you're allowed to learn the whole time. וכתיב אחד אומר, another פסוק says, אצל תהיה לכם, that שבועות is for you. Either all for Hashem or all for you. So if you want, you could just learn the whole time. You don't have to eat. He learned the two Pesukim to say that half is for Hashem and half is for you. When we said the word atzeret beforehand, it wasn't talking about Shavuot. It was talking about Shemini atzeret, I'm sorry. Now here, we're talking about actual Shavuot. And we're saying, everyone agrees by Shavuot, that on Shavuot, you have to have some time for yourself and you have to eat. My time, huh? Because that's the day the Torah was given, and therefore, since it's the day the Torah was given, you must actually celebrate with food and drink. <coughs> that shows that you're happy, different than other, since it's the day the Torah was given, if you didn't eat, it would look like you're not happy that you got the Torah, and therefore you have to be happy. Amar Abba Rabba says, Everyone agrees on Shabbat, you have to eat. My Tava says, V'karata al-Shabbat onik. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Everyone agrees on Purim, that you also have to enjoy the day and have a meal. My Tava, what's the reason? It says, Yimeh Meshtev V'Sumcha B'Kribe. It says, Days of feasting and rejoicing. And therefore, Purim, Shavuot and Shabbat, you must have meals. <coughs> okay. More braid Ravina, Kula Shata, Havayatev Bitanita. More braid Ravina would always be fasting. Except for three times, it was Purim, Shavuot, and Erev Kippur. Atzeret, on Shavuot, Yom Shinitna Bobatara, that's the day the Torah was given. Okay. It says, like we said, it says, What about Erev Kippur? Pasuk says, we mentioned this before, it says that you have to afflict yourself on the ninth, which means that on Yom Kippur, which is actually the ninth, which is the day before Kippur, you have to have Inui, you have to fast. We're not fasting on the 9th. Hello, we fast on the 10th. And Amalach Basuk says, If a person eats on the 9th, it's like he fasted on the 9th and the 10th. We get credit for fasting by eating. <clears throat> Rabbi Yosef, the Tanner of the, the Amorah of Yosef, who's the Rebbe of Abayan Rabbah, He said 
he used to tell his servants, make me a third-born calf. Aglatilta is a calf that's the third one that came out of the mother's womb, which is the tastiest one. Ahmad, he explains, Eli Hayama de Kaganim Kama Yosef Ikebashuka. If it wasn't for this day, which caused me to have the Torah, how many other Yosefs would be in the Shuk? I would have no, uh, there'd be nothing different between me and them. I'm so happy I got the Torah. He wanted to celebrate properly on Shabuot. Interesting how uh, they're definitely not having all dairy on Shavuot in Rav Yosef's house, that's for sure. Rav Sheshit called Tilton Yomin Mahadele Talmuda. Every 30 days he would view his Gimara. Vitali Vikai Ivra de Dasha Amar. He would stand uh, at the door and say, Be happy, my soul, be happy, my soul. I learned for you, I studied for my nefesh, my, 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 nef- my neshama should be happy. Ask the Gemara, it sounds like he, he, he's only happy for himself. Is he only happy for himself? How can he say that he's happy for it? The whole world is happy when you learn Torah, because otherwise the world wouldn't exist. Yes, when you start learning, you only have yourself in mind. Yes, eventually it serves the world, but when you start, you have yourself in mind. Okay, we're going to stop over here at the words, Amar of Ashi, Ulamai, Dika Amar of Yom Tov, Reshut. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.